Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of Paratalk and for this episode I'm joined by Leanne and we're going to look at some haunted things. In fact we're not going to look at one haunted thing, we're going to look at many haunted things. So without further ado, Leanne, are you there? I am here, how are you? I'm alright, I'm alright. Are you in uh, enjoying the uh, the sunny weather? I am, I am, yeah. I'm getting out in the garden and... Um... Doing a bit of uh, you know gardening and trying to make my trying to make my house all nice. So yeah, hiring a skip, you know, and just getting outside. Very nice. I've got a garden, but it's uh, well, it's not big enough to swing a cat in. <laughs> it's got a few flowers and a few weeds, but that's about oh, it. Yeah, mine's but, mainly weeds. Yeah, yeah. The main thing is summer's on its way. Yes, can't wait. Anyway, for for this episode, um, I thought that um. We, we had a bit of a discussion about what to talk about. Although we kind of, in a previous incarnation of Paratalk, we've, Gareth and I talked about haunted paintings. I think we did a, we did a live stream on it. We talked about haunted paintings and haunted things, but we never really sort of looked at other things that were haunted that I can remember. Maybe we did, I don't know. In, in the news recently, there's been a lot of uh, stuff about haunted dolls. I think there's a guy from the UK who was on a breakfast, I think it was breakfast telly that said he had a haunted yeah. doll that's got a demon in it. Do you, do, you, do you know about that? There are a lot of opinions online from the paranormal community about this, this man and his doll. Um, I think it was the kind of the claims that acid, you know, came from the doll's right. eyes and it was, it was the way the doll was portrayed as well. It was kind of, it almost looked like it was painted to look creepy. Yeah. So I I don't know I'm not I'm not convinced really I think there's a lot of haunted dolls popping up I think in in you know more recent years it's become more more popular obviously you know if you go back to the 80s you've got things like Chucky and stuff it's always been a kind of a good horror story I guess but it's definitely becoming more and more popular. So the guy uh, that owns the doll it's uh, I've found a headline here it says man who owns Britain's most, uh, so look, uh, man who owns Britain's most haunted doll linked to unexpected, uh, unexplained happenings uh, dating back 70 years, says her eyes move and she's been captured rocking in a chair on CCTV. So, um, yeah, uh, Craig, Craig runs a haunted museum in Stoke-on-Trent, which houses the doll Scary Mary. So, uh, Scary Mary, that's an interesting name. Well, it's good. It's good publicity for his museum. Yeah, that's that's you know the first thing that I personally think. Also, this whole UK's most haunted doll. How how, how can you say that? I don't know. Like, what, um, what are they measuring that against? Yeah, you know what makes something the most haunted? It's it's like it's all down to like one person's claims, really. Yeah, I I think that whenever you uh say oh, this is the most haunted house in england or in the world or this is the most haunted thing or whatever i think it yeah what are you putting up against is there is there like a barometer a haunt barometer somewhere <laughs> that that goes up or down yeah clearly that is on the scale of seven you know it's yeah a, yeah it's more of a a, a catchphrase a catch line i think mm. but i'm looking at some pictures of his um his museum it it it's interesting. He's only got a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of stuff in there, a lot of old stuff. And I'm I'm seeing the uh, I'm seeing the video, the CCTV video of the of even the little doll. The little doll has got a little rocking chair, and it's rocking really? backwards and forwards. It leads us on nicely to uh, haunted objects because uh, he's actually got on the wall the subject of our our next taking us on to our next topic, which is. The crying boy paintings. He's got one on the wall just there, and I'm looking at it. So, I think that when we talk about haunted objects, one of the big things that was around in the, I think, I think it started in the 70s, but I remember it in the 80s was the, uh, the curse of the crying boy paintings. Yeah, uh, you've got one, haven't you? I do, but it's it's just a print. It's I can't. It's not an original or anything like that. It's just a replica print of one of the original pictures yeah but they were made on mass weren't they back in the back in the day i remember being a child and going into friends houses and 
and seeing these pictures on the wall and the the artist was an nobody really knew well there is a story behind it and which we'll go into in a little bit it's kind of are you familiar with the sun when the sun run the the news uh that the cursed that they, they kind of made out the painting was cursed because and remember the house fires are you familiar with all that yeah. stuff yeah yeah I'm, I'm 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 kind of aware of the kind of the legend surrounding the the paintings can't personally remember the sun's kind of take on it mm, they did a they did a piece on it because um i think it was back in the 80s it was a family that had a house fire uh quite a bad house fire and um they lost a lot of stuff and they blamed it on this painting they said that they would bought this painting at a local market because that's where you get them from uh and it was like you it was a print they put it on the wall and as soon as they put it on the wall they were plagued with all this bad luck and things going wrong mm-hmm. and it ended in a fire in their home where all of the their good some of their good stuff got, got damaged and of course then the sun picked up the story and they did a piece on it and they did a little bit of research and of course they looked they asked the other people have you had since buying this painting have you or a painting because it wasn't just one boy there were there were girl there were little girls they were little boys it was all like street urchins uh from like europe uh like italy and spain and and that kind of the old style they were all over and they were everywhere and everyone had them on their wall and so people were blaming these paintings yeah i had a car and it got stolen and clearly the painting is to blame so i just bought that painting and my car blew up you know it's that that kind of stuff so all these people were writing into the paper with complaints saying uh that you know my painting's cursed Uh, clearly it's cursed and so they did a bit of research one researcher who decided to look into the story to dig a deep a bit deeper he looked into it and found out through his investigation who the original person was that painted the the paintings and now i think we get into speculation and rumor and legend here because so the story goes that one of the young boys i've got his i've written his name down here because i couldn't remember it don don bellini bonino bonino or bolini or something Mm -hmm. european uh and uh he he was a you know he sat for a painting he was you know and the the painter painted him and made a one of these pictures he was one of the boys in the painting. Yeah, but he okay. was he was connected with an accidental fire uh, at his home, at his family home, mm-hmm. and apparently the fire was so bad that it killed both his parents. So he became wow. an orphan. Now, from what I understand, I could be completely off base here, but what, from what I understand, and thinking back to the episode that Gareth and I did, because I think we touched on it way back then. Um, that this young boy then was, he was obviously an orphan and he was adopted by a, I think he was adopted by a priest, which he abused him, he beat him or whatever, and he had a horrible time. And Mm -hmm. this, this caused the, he ended up dying, this, this, apparently this young uh, chap died, but this caused the painting of him and all the paintings to be, to be cursed, to have a curse on them and and obviously the curse would be connected with fire because yeah so i don't know it's it's you know it, it's it's a sound do you know what it sounds like it sounds like one mm. of those videos you rent in the 1980s from on vhs when everyone else has come into the video shop really early and rented all the good stuff all the ghostbusters is gone all all of the friday the 13th are gone and all that's left is the curse of the crying boy and you go, well, I'll have that one because it's only <laughs> £1.50 and you get it for four days. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's basically that. And uh, so, yeah, that's, later on, 14 Times, the magazine 14 Times, anyone mm-hmm. doesn't know who 14 Times is, a magazine that deals with the paranormal and unexplained happenings and they, they, they investigate and they do um, write-ups on it. They, they, um, they looked into the story and they found that it had many holes. Now, I kind of agree because I, I've I know I read a, a report of a guy that kind of analysed the story, and I'm I'm not sure if you know this, uh, but but I'm going to ask you when you hear a story like that, 
What's your first, what's your gut reaction? How does it make you feel? I've personally, I see, you know, the, the, the sun by running this story saying that this is cursed painting, it, it creates this bit of, you know, mass hysteria. People start looking at their own lives and wanting to blame any of their, their misfortunes on an object, mm-hmm. basically. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think, I think it's easier to go, oh, well, you know, this happened because of this. You know, it kind of creates some sort of um, reasoning behind these misfortunes rather than it just being that, it's just bad luck. That's just the way things happen. Um, as far as haunted picture goes or, or a cursed picture, I, I'm i not sure I be- believe that an object can be the cause of bad luck. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't, I don't believe it. Well, I have a, I'm always on the, I'm always on the fence with everything. But when it comes to this, I do like to get a little bit overly critical. Now, I know there are some listeners that are going, Reeves, you're talking a lot of rubbish. Things can be possessed. Well, yes, I know that there are objects out there that do have a very shady history and that when people have come into contact with those objects, they have had a run of bad luck. And that could be something completely different. Now, when it comes to curses and things like that, I don't know enough about things like that. The occult, black magic... I know that there are rituals out there that you can do things and you're you're in a different you're in a different place. You're you're you're, it's a completely different can of worms with something like this. I think that it can be miss. I think I'm not going to use that word. I I, want to use the word um, not misappropriated, but it's it's kind of right. For example, let's put it this way. These paintings were massively, massively sold in great quantities on every Sunday market in the 80s. And everyone, like anything, when it becomes a, a fashion, if you remember the, the the swans on the wall back in the 70s, everyone had those, those swans on the wall, flying up the wall, or the wallpaper or whatever. So that was a thing. In the 80s, there were other things, and this was one of them. So everyone had these paintings on the wall. And if everyone's got these paintings on the wall, in our lives, we, we encounter things. We have bad luck. We have good luck. We have bad luck. We have good days. We have bad days. We always look to blame something. And when yeah. you read a paper, obviously the sun being a tabloid, mm. and it does, it makes stories to sell papers. So it's not, it's not, it's not making stories to inform you. It's making stories. So you pick it up and go, bloody hell, bloody haunted painting. Oh, I'm buying that. I'm buying this paper. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's what it's there for. So, I think that when you've got all these people that own these paint these paintings and uh, they have bad luck and they have a fire, maybe they leave the chip pan on and they get a fire. Immediately they're going to go. It's that it's that it's that painting, that damn painting. I knew you know that's what caused it. So, and then of course you get enough people saying that, writing into the paper, going, "Yeah, I um I think I've got a ghost now." So yeah, I think that there is a. There's your first red flag. The second red flag is a lot of people saying, well, I had a fire in the house. The room was really badly damaged. The, the sofa got fire and it all burned and whatever. And But the painting was completely fine. It, a little bit of smoke damage and it was completely fine. The thing is, with these kind of paintings, with these prints, they are there's certain fire retardant chemicals that are put on them. They're normally sprayed with a fire retardant spray. And the materials used are heavily fire retardant so that they are not combustible in the sense of if you put a match to it and it goes up in flames. That it possibly would burn if it was hot enough, but if it, it wouldn't just burn like a match. You strike a match and it catches fire. So I'm thinking that the reason these paintings weren't damaged or that they were mildly scarred is because they had the proper chemicals on them to stop them from burning and i think the other items that were maybe around in the vicinity maybe don't have that on it and that's why they burn and the hysteria of the newspapers with the um you know bringing the legend and talking about it that it brings it into a kind of it brings it into its own it says well clearly that was in the paper so it must be a thing and of course enough people talk about it and it and it becomes 
you know, it becomes real, doesn't it? If you've got something and yeah. you talk about it enough, it becomes real. Don't 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 you don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Well, when I when I purchased this print of the crying boy picture, I had people say, "No, I would never have that in my house. You need to sage <laughs> it. It's bad luck." And and I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of in the mindset of, well, you know, I'm a human being. Bad things happen every day. You know, you stub your toe, you step on a Lego brick, you bang your head on the cupboard. Like it's just it's just life. And I was, I don't know whether I'm tempting fate. I don't know whether that's what I'm doing, but I'm kind of like, well, I'll buy this, I'll buy this picture. I'll see what happens. But I've had it for three months now and nothing out of the ordinary has happened. I know my house is still standing, like touch wood. Okay. So you buy the picture and maybe it's because it doesn't, it's not something that, you consciously worry about i think that if you was to put that painting in someone's house who was yeah. incredibly maybe overly overly into the paranormal because i i don't i, I have to choose my words carefully because i don't want to offend anyone but i also want to get my point across that there are people out there that are a little they're a little bit in too into the paranormal when it comes to things like this they'll look at it and go well yeah it's uh it is uh, cursed and that's it and and they don't they don't want to go any further than that to them it is a cursed painting and if you're going to put it in your house then uh you're gonna you're gonna have the wrath of the demons in your bedroom you know yeah it's kind of like you're tempting fate they think you're tempting mm. fate by by messing in cursed objects and stuff like that it's they're kind of almost like yeah they think you're tempting fate this nicely leads us on actually to our, our next little segment in this episode because it is relevant to haunted objects possessed objects because let's be honest this kind of thing is it's a business now people are making some money out of this some some good money out of this yeah but the, the first thing i wanted to talk about was i like to look on ebay and i like to look on ebay for weird things and i thought when i spoke to you and i said you know you you said well let's do a, a an object you know haunted objects. I mean we we could have touched on things like Annabelle Annabelle the doll, but I think that's been done. No people know who Annabelle the doll is, and it and, and, yeah. and it's like the American version of Scary Mary, I suppose. That's like the the, <laughs> the the American. But yeah, people know that there's lots of dolls out there that are quite you know famous, high priority, and we know that there are museum. I mean this the Dave guy or whatever his name is, he he, he the Scary Mary owner he's got a small museum and of course in america you've got um zach bagans who the the front man of ghost adventures he's got his um his haunting museum actually he has got some weird stuff in there and and i must say that i have touched on this before but if you ever get the opportunity to uh go to his um museum then i think you should go because it it is um slightly unnerving and i when Gareth was alive, he had a, he interviewed a, a a friend of his, a colleague of his, who was a non-believer in in anything, ghost or hauntings, and he went to Zach's museum for, as a dare, really, with a group of friends, and he thought it was a bit of a yeah. a joke, and he had an experience there, and he had to leave halfway through the tour, because it's not just a museum of like, well, there's a you know. There's a box there with a ghost in it, or that's a haunted doll. He's got some real gruesome stuff there. He's got a bed, very yeah, dark, a bed yeah. that a serial killer used to kill his kill his the people he would abduct and kill them on the bed, and the bed is still there with the mattress with all the blood on it, and it's like pretty gruesome oh. stuff. But um, it, yeah. So it's uh, uh, anyway. This this chap that went, he got poked in the back by, and he is, he was lent against the wall, and he felt something somebody poked their finger in his back. Uh, and he had to leave after that because it, it, it kind of freaked him out a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, so there are a lot of weird things out there. But I think that when you have something that's pushed to the forefront of the media, you always have to have a little bit of a, a red a red flag. But so I jump on eBay and I'm thinking, well, I'm going to look on eBay and see what I can see if I can buy a ghost. Um, And, and in my... <laughs> and I'm not... Yeah, right. I'm being serious. So I'm being serious. So... <laughs> I, I'm looking at the listings on eBay and um, to my surprise, 
I find a um, a Tonya Rose is selling a um, a haunted bra, and uh, it's not oh. brand new. This bra, um, it's not even second hand actually. It's it's third hand, and uh, the the third hand bra. It's for anybody that wants to know the size. It's a thirty two A, so I don't even know what that means. But um, so yeah, the the seller's selling a a, a third hand. I don't think this is a recent thing. Maybe it was sold. I didn't look. I just saw a little report on it. And they're selling this bra, and it's third-hand. And apparently, um, one of the great things about this bra is it's third-hand. The lady that that owned it is deceased. She died. And apparently, her, um, her, her, her spirit is connected with the bra. And whoever buys the bra, uh, if you put the bra next to a candle... You'll see the lady, her ghost, and um, she'll she'll grant you an erotic wish. No. (laughs) (laughs) Where? (laughs) This is just... An erotic wish. So I'm not too sure what that means. I don't know if you can... I don't know. An erotic wish. So, yeah. So, apparently. So, um, yeah. I um no, I do. I can't, I can't even get my I head didn't around look at the that. Price. That's so weird. I might go and buy that. <laughs> oh. So um yeah, so I um I was looking on uh on on eBay, and I was thinking to myself, uh, what what's on here that is that is interesting, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a quick look, and I'm gonna convey to you uh, a few things. And I want you to give you. I want you to give your opinion on what you think if they're if they're worth it or not. So my my first one is uh, my first one is a haunted clown porcelain doll vessel. What one thing I've noticed is a lot of these um, haunted uh, things they're called they're called vessels because the yeah. apparently from what I've learned the the spirit resides within the vessel. So the vessel is the doll. And this one's a porcelain doll, and it's it's not bad. It's only twenty five pounds, which is about what thirty dollars. Um, so I'm looking down, and it's got click and collect as well. So yeah, <laughs> you don't need to worry about any of that. I'm I'm looking down at the listing, and I'm thinking, well, this is this is obviously got a history. I want to read up on it before I commit. All it says, haunting clown, porcelain doll. That's it. It doesn't tell me anything about his history. It doesn't tell me about where it came from or anything like that. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to look at a doll. I'm going to click on a doll. I'm going to find a doll, which is another vessel. I've noticed there's a, there's a thing here. They're called vessels. And this one's £20, which is what? About $25. Um, right, this one's good because it's got, it's, got um, it's got a lot of writing on this one. So we're going to quickly skip through the writing and pick out uh, so it's haunted porcelain doll. Condition is used, of course, because second hand, and it's dispatched by a Royal Mail second class. It's a bit cheap, isn't it? Second class. Second class takes forever. Yeah. When did you last get a second class letter? I think the last <laughs> time I got a second class letter, it took like two weeks. Um, Anne was sixteen years old of age when she died, and she was four foot eleven inches tall, and her best friend was five foot eight inches. She envied her friends height and figure she herself had a boyish figure she loved her friend as a sister and appreciated her friendship so wasn't green with envy Uh, she made the best of herself her father was in prison oh here we go here we go it's going to start now (laughs) her father was in prison she loved her father in prison he made lovely things from out of match and lolly sticks Uh, beautiful ornaments They've kind of put that in a little thing, so they're making a statement there. Uh, he made jewellery boxes, he made a windmill, and he and the sales went around. It was musicals. I don't understand that bit. Uh, hey. The the vessel mm-hmm. is very inspiring. Uh, she got on with it. Never felt sorry for herself. Her life was far from easy. Refused to let anyone get the better of her, and in no different. Oh, and no different now. She smiles a lot and does when she's around. One feels more com- content and able to face today, tomorrow and the days following. Uh, works well with a Ouija board and a pendulum. 
So they got an extra thing there. It works well with an Ouija board and a pendulum. Uh, so what do you do? You get the doll, you put it on a Ouija board and do your thing. Uh, it's like a little story. Where did that information come from? What do you think about that? Would you buy that? I... It's, it's too much information. They're really trying to meet out that story. And I just feel like I've seen enough investigations, okay, and... The most information you'd get out of a Ouija board, if you're lucky, is maybe a name or an age. You know, having a 13-year-old spirit saying things like, oh, I refuse to, like, let people get the better of me. It it doesn't match up to what I would imagine a 13-year-old girl to say. It, it is, it's, no, it's too, it's too fabricated. Okay. At least with the clown one, they weren't trying to sell you a story. They were just like, yeah, have yeah. it or not. We don't yeah. really care. It's just a haunted clown. Like, you know? It's... All right. So. The the, fa the big fabricated stories don't right. do it for me. All right. I can convince you with that one then so you can keep your £20. <laughs> I'm going to I'm yeah. gonna have a quick look for another one. Let's have a look. Um, so I want something that's quite lifelike. So we got one here for 15 It's a doll in like a wedding dress. And it says a haunted porcelain okay. doll vessel, £15. Right. So what does that say? Right. Haunted porcelain doll vessel. Alison died 26 years of age. Uh, Alison worked for, for her mum, who ran a calf. A lot of men loved the fried breakfast. Um, oh, okay. some, some also liked eggs on toast and beans on top. They, they didn't mind old ladies coming into the calf with their cakes brought from the bakery as long as they brought a cup of tea to go with it. Uh, they never came when it was, when it was the busiest. The vessel has a good sense of humour, isn't too happy about dying so young, as she has a lot of living to do yet, can move objects, turns lights on and off, and opens and shuts doors and windows. Works well with a pendulum and a Ouija board. Wow, pendulum and a Ouija board, that seems to be very popular. Right. And I'm sorry, but a pendulum, like, to get an in-depth story like that from a pendulum, that's going to take I don't, I don't, I don't. a long amount of time. <laughs> This is just getting, I'm going down, I'm falling down the rabbit oh. hole now. All right, I'm going to go for one more. i got to find one more because I'm getting a bit addicted to this. And they're all about 20 quid. So it's all about 20 quid. And maybe it's the same seller, I don't know. Um, right, so we got one here and it just says haunted porcelain doll vessel again. And the little doll's wearing a denim jacket. It's got a flowery shirt on. Has a kind of a, a very unapproving expression. Like you've sold something, said something to it and it's like, it knows better. <laughs> right, haunted porcelain doll. Condition is used, dispatched again. Well, I wrote this must be the same seller. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Whoa, hang on a minute. This is a different dolly with the same write up. Anne was 16 years of age when she died. She was 4 foot 11 and a tall, and her best friend was 5 foot 8. No. What's going on here? No. Plot twist. I've Plot got twist. Um, Hang on. This massive red flag's just <laughs> gone up here. What's going on here? Am I, am I being hoodwinked? Oh. I. I what kind of tomfoolery is going on here? going on here. Anyway, yeah. So, um, as you can see, there's a lot of stuff on there. Uh, let's uh, haunted... Um, let's put haunted items. That's uh, some... Uh, I just... Um, I'm getting addicted to this now. People are listening going, oh, my God, what, what the hell's going on here? Why am I listening to this going to work? Uh, haunted uh, items. I don't think they're... I, I, don't, I wonder what... I mean, uh, I wonder what the, uh, the, the comeback would be if you bought something on on ebay and clearly it was just a it didn't have any paranormal whatever that could you send it back on ebay could you do a dispute and say um yeah it's got no ghost i want i want my money back so i think that um i'm having a look there's lots of stuff on here spell pages a lot of haunted halloween spell pages for 14 pound you can buy these like half burnt they look like some sort of writing on a page and it's been burnt uh, they're £14.43, and um, it's from America. It's coming from America, and they've sold 15, and you've got, there's one left. Wow. So. That sounds, that sounds like what I used to do in school. Get a piece yeah. of paper, burn the edges, tea stain it with a tea bag, you know, and then claim that it's haunted. I, um, I, there was a thing in our school. Yeah, there money. was a thing in our school where if you wanted to uh, wish for something, I think it come from being a little kid at Christmas. Your parents might have done this. Said, write everything you want down on the uh, on yeah. the list, and then burn it in the fire, and Father Christmas will get it. <laughs> Did you used to do that? 
Oh, no, okay. no, we just kind of we just kind of folded down the corners of the Argos catalogue. Oh. That was that was as far <laughs> I just as we th- went. I actually think my parents were tricking me. What they were getting me to do was write down everything they, and then burn it. And they were like, ha, 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 "You burnt all your. You're not getting nothing now." <laughs> yeah. but, uh, let's have a look. Um, so haunted dolls house. You got a haunted dolls house. There's lots of haunted stuff on uh, eBay, and uh, I'm sure that um, oh, haunted dark energy. You can buy some dark energy for thirty pounds. Click and collect. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't. See, I don't want any like 16-year-old girl. I want to, you know, go dark yeah. straight away, you know, <laughs> get some get some evil entity uh, uh, money's uh, worth. And there's also a um, uh, a box, a ghost in a box. So it's literally just a box. You're buying a box with a ghost in it. And actually, the best one I've saw was a listing for, um, I think I made a note. One of the other listings that I saw was a, um, you know, sandwich bags, the Ziploc sandwich bags. So yeah. somebody had listed those on there as being, uh, um, they were, they had a spell put on them and they were haunted and they had a spell on them. And that anything that you put in the Ziploc bag, uh, like old food, would would magically be come back to be normal. So if you put like an oldy moldy bit of bread in it, uh, you could put them in the Ziploc bag and leave it overnight, I think. And then in the morning, it would be a fresh, nice, fresh sandwich. They were magic wow. bags. Wow. Well, we've just... That, well, you know, that's just solved yeah. world hunger, really, hasn't it? Like, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. I think I would buy, <laughs> buy that just to see exactly. Only, I what think happened. they're only sold in like packs of ten, so you're kind oh, of okay. limited to how many, mi- and you can only do it once. Oh, yeah. can only do it once. Ah, oh, okay. So whatever you put in the bag will rejuvenate it to what it used to be. I don't think it makes more food. I think if you ate half a sandwich and then left it, so that it just goes slightly it dry. Wouldn't. And then you put it back in there. You yeah. only get like half a sandwich back. And, uh, well, I, you know, if someone buys that, so I'm, I just hope they buy it via so I'd PayPal wanna, so they can get their money back. So I just kind of want to like try a little experiment, actually, now. I'm quite intrigued by that. <laughs> put a mouldy banana in there, All you right. know. So um, what, what what's your thought on um, on uh, people who sell stuff? I mean, uh, on these kind of sites. Is it, is it, a, I mean, does it? I mean, is it good or bad for the paranormal? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, bad. it's a bad thing, isn't it, really? It's bad. Like, you, we, in that, that last 10 minutes, we've cracked the case. Everyone's just copying and pasting, mm. you know, different dolls. And I've, I've done it myself years and years and years ago when I first of all started hearing, yeah. you know, about haunted dolls and stuff like that. I went to a car boot sale. There was someone selling. There must have been, like, 20 or 30 porcelain dolls led on the floor and i was like how much and they were like oh you know five for a fiver so i went and picked the creepiest looking ones i got like a nun i got like a bride you know the kind of stereotypical ones and nothing happened nothing happened but you know people could do that and if sell them on you know sell them on ebay they're making some money it's I don't know. I, but then again, this goes back to if people are very susceptible to this sort of thing, they could get this doll in the post, turn up later on that night, their light bulb yeah, could blow. And then they... Which is a completely normal thing. It happens. My light bulbs blow and, you know, and I'll, something will smash in the mm. kitchen. So, you know, just average day stuff. But they've just bought this doll and then they'll be like, wow, it's true. This really does. This really is haunted. So... Going by what you've just said, uh, do you think that uh, do you think that this kind of stuff is aimed at younger people? I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say younger people because I feel like, from my experience doing like public events, you know, in in the paranormal and stuff, you know, is actually I think quite a wide age range. To be honest, I think it's, it's weird because I feel like I feel like the older people in the paranormal has some sort of responsibility to kind of educate the younger generations because they're growing up they're growing up now with all of these paranormal tv shows where everything's demonic everything's evil everything's a dark energy there needs to be some sort of education about the paranormal so that the younger people aren't gullible enough to fall for this trap of this mass produced haunted objects Mm. you see on on ebay so i don't know how we could conquer that really unfortunately when you have all this stuff, 
out there and people are buying it, it kind of feeds into the whole paranormal kind of circus that that it can be in a sense that I don't think that, you know, I I, I don't think what I mean, we're, we're having a bit of a laugh on this episode, but the fact is that going back to the whole point of going back to what I, the point I was trying to make overall is that the paranormal, you know, you should look at it in a, a serious way, but on, on the flip side of it, it's, it's good to have a laugh now and again with it, but do people do tend to take advantage and try and make money from people by doing this kind of stuff? Now I'm not, I'm not going to say for one minute that, I know all the answers when it comes to ghosts and and, and all the, the 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 paranormal and stuff. But I do think that um, there are things out there that do have attachments to them and can't be explained. But on the other side of it, when we look on eBay and and see stuff like that, and you look at listings that have got the same description on each one, it's like mm, it it to me it's a bit of a red flag. Definitely, and that's the thing. I feel like whenever you know, a, a, a mainstream um, news outlet posts a story about anything to do with the paranormal, whether it be, you know, a haunted doll or, you know, you know the, the, the typical story of I caught a ghost on my baby monitor, things like that. Whenever there's a paranormal story online, you just have to read the comments to see what people think about people that believe in the paranormal. Mm. So it's how I get, I get it as well. You know, I went to a wedding yesterday and everyone's like, well, how are you? You still in the paranormal? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, don't even exist. You're an idiot kind of thing, you know? And it's like, I get that. I get that a lot from people that, that their opinion that people who believe in the paranormal or believe in the, the strange and the kind of unexplained that we're thick. And I hate that because we're not, I think we're, we're very intelligent because we want to question the things that are unusual the things that can't be explained by science but there are people that try to take advantage of the people who say desperately want to believe that might be a little bit more on the naive side of things you know that blind belief the whole i believe in the paranormal and my you know my Mm. viewpoints can't change they get taken advantage of by these people who want to make money that's definitely true. I mean, there are people out there that will take advantage of people and and even take money off them and keep taking money off them. And I think that uh, that goes for many different aspects of life and stuff. But it does happen in this field, and that's a, you know that's a kind of negative a negative thing about it. And I do think that anyone that wants to learn about the unexplained is doing a positive thing. It's a healthy thing because you are trying to open broaden your horizons and open your mind but whatever you do do when you go investigating is it you know you're you're broadening your horizons you're trying to educate yourself and anyone that says yeah. oh it's a load of rubbish or you're just bonkers or whatever i kind of switch off now and i i don't um i don't yeah. engage it's it's not worth it i have i i haven't got the time for that and it's not a snobby thing or anything it's just that i just can't be bothered but things there's like you, you like there are some fantastic like paranormal organizations like SPR, yep. ASAP and stuff. And they are full of fascinating people, very intelligent yep. people. There's parapsychologists, they've got degrees in physics and stuff like that. Like there are super intelligent people. And so I feel like this neg this negative persona that people who are interested in the paranormal get is quite unfair because there are some fantastic you know, organizations out there who, you know, are trying to further the kind of paranormal field in a very positive mm, definitely. way. So, okay. So on, on your final thoughts, uh, going back to haunted things and haunted objects, where on the scale of uh, a one to 10, what, what would you say regarding the stories that we uh, cover today? It's not everything, obviously, because we didn't talk about everything, but just the stuff that we talked yeah. about today what do you think the likelihood that they are true or they are they are false or are you or are you on the fence uh, regarding the the stories that we have discussed today i would definitely go skeptical i have i have heard of there's like i don't know if you're aware of like robert the doll um no not heard of robert the doll what does what does robert the doll look like so what, where's he from he, so he's from key west florida 
And the story dates back to 1904 when there was a, a young boy, I think he's only about five years old, called uh, Robert Eugene Otto. And his grandfather purchased this doll for, for Robert um, from when he visited Germany. So it's a, of German okay, origin, right, the yeah. doll. And um, the little boy ended up giving his name to the doll, so called the doll Robert, and then ended up go, going by the name Jean. And um, typical child behavior, things would, things would, you know, break in the house and he would go, Robert did it. You know, something would be moved. Robert did it. All, all those types of stories, which, you know, a lot of people could say, oh, it's yeah. just childhood, you know, standard behavior. Then as he got older and his parents, you know, passed away and he inherited the house, um, he ended up putting Robert in the attic and children would walk past the house and say that they would see Robert in different positions in the window and basically just started getting a bit of your reputation. Um, and fast forward to, I think it was uh, 2004, something like that, or 1994, um, the doll ended up being gifted to um, a Key West museum right. in Florida. And the doll is kept inside a glass cabinet and stuff. And the kind of the legend goes that if you go and visit Robert in this museum, you have to ask permission before you take his photo. You have to treat him with respect. And if you do not, bad things will happen to you. Right. Okay. So if you Google pictures of Robert the doll, you'll see him in this glass case with hundreds of letters behind him. And those letters are from people who didn't ask permission, who didn't show him respect, that after they left the museum experienced car crashes, broken bones, um, loads of misfortune. And it, those letters are asking Robert for forgiveness. So it is that he fascinates me. He does fascinate oh, me. And I'm I, like, yeah, I'm looking at pictures now. I have seen a picture of this doll. It's like a, yeah. it's like a kind of Teddy in a sailor outfit. Yeah, apparently, apparently the original doll did not come in that outfit. So it's rumored for that the outfit was actually used to be Jean's outfit. But um, yeah, he fascinates me. Like I'm very skeptical of this whole haunted mm. doll thing, but I cannot say for certain that I would go into that museum and take his picture well, without asking. Hey, Ozzy Osbourne blames a year of bad luck on uh, on on the doll. On the it says the high, yeah he says Does Ozzy he? Osbourne blames a year of bad luck. On creepy haunted, creepy haunted um, doll. I I do think that yeah, as I said earlier, I do think that there are objects out there that could have be imbued with something. I mean, it's like psychometry. When you I spoke about this on another episode, where if you wear an object for long enough, there's people out there who can hold the objects and they can get visions or feelings or impressions of the person that maybe owned it, what they liked or their thoughts or. Yeah. Or stuff like that, or even see things, and uh, I, I, so I do think there, there is, there is something there. We are, we have got the ability to imprint on things, but when you, there's a difference between imprinting on something, I think, and actually saying, well, there's a ghost inside there, and it lives in there. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I say, I just speculate. I'm just thoughts and ideas. I, I, I think that anyone that tells you, well, that's definitely that. I immediately red flag that for me it's immediate red flag anyone that's got the answers and tells you well that's the de definitive answer or that's the truth or this is or this is haunted or or the doll is definitely this or that I am I'm a little bit skeptical but once again I would never rush headlong into something without first trying to educate myself a little bit as to what I'm going into yeah. especially with this in this area this field because you never know what's around the corner. Yeah. And I kind of try and put myself, like, in the shoes of the spirit, I guess. And I think, like, if I died, would I really want to confine myself to this porcelain clown, say, a porcelain clown, for the rest of my eternity? Like, I don't, I don't think that would appeal to me. So I don't really get the, the kind of the motives behind spirits wanting to reside within a vessel. Well. But that's, I well, don't know. I, there's, there's another side to that. And I would say that if you, how can I, how can I explain this without, I, I'm, I'm not contradicting myself because I am, <laughs> I'm looking at both sides of the, of the story. 
Um, I find it interesting that if you have an object that is got an attachment to it and there's something attached to the whatever it might be, and the the only thing I can think of, if you're going to think outside of the realms of our physics and the way that we understand the world, if you pass on and you are energy, you're just energy, you're just a, uh, a sentient consciousness that is a form, just energy, and your past life where you lived in a material plane that you had maybe, I don't know, an attachment to your favorite house or your favorite sofa or your favorite whatever it might be it could be anything a watch or whatever maybe that you do need something like that as an earth an earthly anchor to keep you anchored within this realm so that you can still be part of and not so much interacting with everything that's around you because you're not actually in you can't interact directly with people you have to do it through objects, through items. So maybe that that is a possible answer. I don't know. I'm just, as I say, I'm just sort of looking at the possibilities and stringing it together. But when you have yeah. doll after doll after doll on eBay, all of all of them haunted, and all of them have got very similar personalities. Um, yeah, I can see that there is m- most probably. It, uh, just a somebody trying to make money but there are objects out there that have do have something strange about them and as you say like the the robert the doll the one that you just spoke about uh that's a possibility that there is something going on there it, it's possible but when you you know it's like the, the paintings it's like there are paintings out there that people buy and they say that the paintings carry a lot of bad luck with them uh yeah it's possible and you could buy it and you stick it on your wall and you just you you're played with bad luck um yeah it's possible but i think that when you've got so many paintings out there and you have house fires and stuff and you blame it on the painting but uh, i don't know i mean like we i'm not going to repeat myself about it because i'll just keep saying the same thing but it's you have to be skeptical about it that's all i can say um yeah so yeah i think this is a good place to end the episode because uh I don't want to get cursed. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, um, it's certainly thought provoking. And I do think that uh, haunted objects in general are interesting, especially artifacts, as in artifacts that are exactly. come through history that have a, an immense amount of history about them. I find that a little bit more believable because they have come through a path where they've got hundreds, if not thousands of years of history. And, if there's something about them, that to me I find more interesting than going down the market and buying a painting that is literally made last week. So yeah, yeah, I would I would give more credence to the artifacts that have been that are you know thousands of years old. I think that has definitely going to have some sort of mm. energy attached mm. to it. Definitely. So there you go. Uh, end of another episode. Um, thank you for joining me, Leanne. It was a uh, it, it it was interesting uh certainly different and uh i do enjoy these episodes that are a little bit more freewheeling and a little bit more having a laugh because you know it's nice to have a, a laugh now and again and not to be overly serious um yeah i mean everything we spoke about oh it's all interesting i find it all incredibly interesting you know i might not be on the fence with all of it but still it's interesting to talk about couple of other things I wanted to mention before we sign off here. Um, of course, the, the Paratalk um, podcast website is where you find this and lots of other episodes. Um, I would uh, ask anyone who gets a minute uh, to leave a review on any of your uh, places that you listen to the show, Apple or anywhere like that. Really, really be really grateful to leave a review uh, because I'm trying to build up my reviews and, and get myself some traction with that. And I'd be very grateful. Um, And also to let people know that um, I've had a few uh, messages from people regarding uh, a YouTube channel. And people have said, well, are you going to do a YouTube channel? Uh, The answer to that is yes, there will be a YouTube channel. Um, It's not going to happen straight away because I'm trying to think of a an extra component that I can add to it. Because obviously YouTube is a a video on demand um, and rather than 
I might put it up as just an extra place where you can access the podcast with a static image and then you can just watch it from there or you can subscribe to it. Or I might do something that is maybe got some animation to it that you can watch whilst you're listening to the podcast. I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. But it is something, for those that have written in, it is something that I'm working on and it's something that will happen. It might not happen at the end of the week, but it's definitely going to happen hopefully by the you know, next couple of months. I'll have something figured out. But anyway, so Leanne, what, what's your plans? What are you up to? Uh, anything interesting going on? Um, no, this week I'm focusing on my garden. So lots of heavy lifting, digging up lots of soil. So yeah, lots of hard work this Excellent. week. Well, uh, thanks for joining me on this one. Um, you'll be back. You'll be oh, back again in, in another couple of episodes, I'm sure. We'll, we'll talk about something else. Yeah. Uh, thanks for everyone to listen and uh, I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.